This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things All Elite Wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. So, Sarah, uh, yes. you, you are in charge of the topic this week. Uh, can you please tell me what, what we have on tap for today? Well, Woody and my friends who are listening, we have a surprise for everybody. A surprise? Let's tell the people. Yeah, absolutely. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. We have a special interview today. Our first okay. interview. It is none other than the radioactive poppy. Yes. Danny Limelight from AEW New Japan is going to join us today. This is our first interview, so we're uh, we're going to jump into this thing. We're going to see what he has to say. It should be very, very interesting. So, Sarah, are you ready to talk to Danny Limelight? I am. Let's go. We are joined here today by the radioactive poppy, Danny Limelight of AEW and New Japan. Thank you so much for joining us. And and first of all, I want to say thank you for your service in the U.S. Marines. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Woody, Sarah. Yes, yes, it's, yes. it's a pleasure to yeah. be here, mi gente. <laughs> I feel good. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Um, and yeah, I really and appreciate it. And you're our that. first guest ever. So congratulations what? on that. Let's make, let's make history. Let's yes. make history. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is awesome, man. So I know you've been, you've probably been asked this on every interview, but we're going to do it anyways. Um, how did you get started on your path to being a pro wrestler? Um, so basically, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a funny story. Um, okay. I, was in, I was in Target. You know, well, first of all, you know, I was always a, I was <laughs> always a fan. I was always a fan as a kid growing up, yeah. you know. Um, my first real memory would date back to 1997, Bad Blood. You know, I was just captured by the Shakespeare of it all, the performance. Mm. And then, you know, The Rock and Eddie Guerrero were really the ones that yes. that kind of Whoa. did it for me, you know. Um, so I was in Target with my daughter at the time. She was, you know, four months old, but her motor skills were very advanced at an early age. Yeah. And so, mm. you know, I, I was I was you know, walking down the Blu-ray aisle, looking for some movies and stuff like that. And she ended up knocking over some, some Blu-rays. Um, so I was picking them up and one of the, one of them was the rocks top 10 greatest matches. And I think it was like uh. on sale for like $10 or something like that. I can't really <laughs> remember, but it was, it wasn't expensive. And I hadn't watched wrestling since Eddie girl passed away. So I was like, you know what? The rock was always one of my favorites. It'll be cool to just, you know, reminisce. Um, yeah. I didn't know about the network. I didn't know about anything. You know, I hadn't watched <laughs> wrestling in years. So I bought the DVD. I went home with my daughter. I put her in her little bopper, gave her a bottle, and I turned on the matches. And she just sat there drinking her bottle, looking at the TV, and I was watching it. And then her mom came into the room, and she was like, why is my daughter watching wrestling? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it's The Rock, you know? Yeah. And she was like, she's like, is that Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> she... <laughs> Her mom had never watched wrestling before. Yeah. So 
I was like, yeah, you never watched wrestling? She was like, no, not really. So I went online to see, you know, when WWE was coming to town because I thought it would be like a good little date night to take her just to see it. She had never seen it before. Right. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know what was going on with the product at the time. I didn't know anything. Like, I, I literally had not seen wrestling in over 10 years. And yeah. so she, you know, it turned out that WWE was coming to San Diego the next week. So I bought the tickets got a babysitter and we went to the show and we got to the show. I ran into a friend from the Marine Corps who was a huge wrestling fan. And he was like, mm-hmm. Oh, Sergeant. I didn't know at the time I was a Sergeant. He was like, Sergeant, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you liked wrestling. And I was like, man, I haven't watched it in years, yada, 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 <laughs> so on and so forth. And, yeah. and he was like, well, I'm actually training to be a wrestler. And so I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what, what do you mean you're training to be a wrestler, bro? You know, like, I didn't know how you could, you know, I thought you had to go to college for wrestling and get drafted, yeah. like the NBA or something. You know, I didn't yeah. know anything about yeah. the business. Yeah. He's like, no, it's independent wrestling and there's a company and yada, 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 there's a school. So I went, you know, he gave me the information. I went home and my daughter's mom, she was like, you, you want to do this, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I always wanted to when I was a kid, you know, didn't know how to get into it, yada, yada. And she was like, okay, go, go do it. So she actually paid for like my first three wow. months or so of my wrestling training. And, right. and like, you know, I got there and, and I started training to be a wrestler. And, you know, I never see the school that I trained at because months later they ended up kicking me out of school and telling me that I'd never wrestle again. Um, oh, jokes wow. on them. So yeah, really, exactly. I, I, I'm really not professionally trained. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I did a couple months with them, you know, but not enough to like really wow. be trained by the right type of people. You know, it mm. was. Yeah. 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 So when all that happened, uh. I at the school, I thought I was going to be done wrestling. But I got a call, you know, from David Marquez from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And, mm. you know, while the other promoter from the school was telling everybody not to book me, you know, David Marquez wanted to hear my side of the story. Yeah. And so basically I ended up taking a booking in L.A., and I ended up winning a match in another company in LA and the company that I was training at, you know, they were in like San Diego area. So it was like a different city, different fans and everything. Yeah. But they were so mad that I took the booking and won a match somewhere else. And, Oh, why, you know, you ruined it for my fans. And he was just so uh, like offended by the fact that I was like, in my head, like one thing mm-hmm. that I understood from the early ages, I'm an independent wrestler. So mm-hmm. you're not, exactly. pay- you're not paying me the type of money where I can't go other places. Yeah. Like I knew mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know the business, but I knew mm-hmm. the fact that I wasn't signed to a contract. I could do whatever the hell I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. Um, they kicked me out, yada, yada. Marquez called. You know, he wanted my side. I told him. And then, you know, like a month after that conversation, I was on championship wrestling from Hollywood, teaming with, you know, Seville Alvarez, who, who was going as Gino Rivera. And we were the Los mm-hmm. Primos Riveras. And, I, you know, we started wrestling on TV. And I think that's what kind of really opened the door for, the other indie companies in SoCal to be like, oh, wait, you know, this kid is actually pretty decent, you know? Yeah. And they started bringing me in and I started, you know, making towns in the indies. And I want to say like the end of 2015 or beginning of 2016. So I was about a year and a half in, you know, I had a a dope match in San Diego. Conan saw it and brought me out to Mexico for the crash. Um, So then now here I was wrestling in front of 5,000 people on a card that had, you know, Hijo de Santo, um, Rey Mysterio, oh. Oh Lince Dorado, wow. Phoenix, <laughs> Pentagon, <laughs> Willie Mack, Lince Dorado, I think wow. I said his name already, you know, Angel yeah. Garza, 
Humberto, wow. but he was wearing a mask at the time. So all these guys that yeah. you see on TV now were on yeah. this card. And I was opening the show. It was 5,000 people in the Foster Gutierrez Auditorium in Mexico. And it was one of the best wow. experiences of my life. That's you know, fantastic. I, and the rest, you know, if everything <clears throat> just kind of took off. And yeah. then as, as I started to gain steam and gain momentum on the independent scene and, you know, I was getting the help from the exposure that I was getting on championship wrestling from Hollywood and wrestling in Mexico and wrestling on some of the big shows in, in Cali. Um, it, that rolled in towards the end of 2016. And the Marine Corps said, you mm -hmm. know, hey, you, you got to go. You know, we, we need you to go be a drone instructor now. So I had to take a break from wrestling. So, you know, after a year and a half <clears> of rocking and rolling, I, I take a two and a half year break. From wrestling, I go be a drone instructor. You know, make over 350 Marines. You know, do all wow. this stuff for the military. And as soon as I got done there, I, like I knew I was coming back to wrestling. Like wow. yeah. I was missing it. Yeah. You know, I had seen a lot of my friends from the Indies get signed by certain companies and start doing amazing things. And I was, you know, I was just I was craving the ring. I was craving the adrenaline that I got from mm -hmm. wrestling. And yeah. I got back into it 2018, and you know, mm -hmm. people were kind of like, uh, you know, Daniel, I'm like, you know, some people remembered me, but I hadn't, I wasn't a superstar yeah. that, that it was, gonna, I was going to come back to a welcome party, you know, like, yeah. exactly. it was like, I had to work my way back up, you know, so I was wrestling mm -hmm. on these stupid little indie shows, you know, <laughs> like, I look back at it now, I'm like, why was I even wrestling on these shows, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, but I was getting the reps in, you know, I was getting yeah. the reps in. Yeah. And what really yeah. what really helped me was I went to go train with Mariachi Loco and Little Cholo. I was kind of like doing a, a Friday night, you know, once every other week kind of thing with them, just working on my Lucha and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. Marquez Marquez gave me a call and I was like, you're back? And I was like, yeah, I'm back. And brought me back to TV. And that opened the doors again. And I started wrestling. And a lot of the guys had gotten signed that kind of fit my, like, the kind of style that I was doing <clears> at the time. So I let a couple more opportunities start to open up for me. And then I started, you know, Conan hit me back up. And this time Conan was working with AAA. So now here I am making my debut for AAA. And I'm wrestling on, you know, TV for championships from Hollywood. Now, now I'm making, you know, flights. Now I'm flying out to the East Coast to wrestle. And I'm doing involved seminars and wrestling with ACW in Florida. Part of that, you know, that that WWN, you know, network and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was it was great, you know. It it it, it worked out really really well for me. And in 2019, you know, I make my debut with Impact, and then 2020, I do my New Japan. Oh, excuse me. 2019, I make my debut with Impact. The end of 2019, I do my New Japan trial, and then 2020, shit just exploded for me. You know, yeah. I make, I make my New Japan uh -huh. debut. I make my AEW debut. You know, I become the radioactive <laughs> poppy, and now life now is great. <laughs> and I'm everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So you got a real passion for it then, and like the whoever said that you'd never wrestle again. I hope, I hope they're watching you and going, might have been wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they 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 they're they're upset. You yeah, know, like, like man, like a lot of missed missed money for one thing, missed out missed out money. Yeah, you know, it's mm -hmm. a business, and not like you know this kid here. I am this kid that you didn't think would be able to do it. You know, wow. everywhere mm -hmm. now, and and then on top of that, like. I'm the type of person where I don't forget the people that are that, that were good to me. So that's yeah. why I always yeah. give credit to David Marquez for what he did. Yeah. But if if yeah. if I had never gotten kicked out of that school, I, I would be, you know, promoting the school. I would be, you know, give, getting all types of, you know, 
eyes on the school for what mm-hmm. they would have done for me, you know. But yeah. now, yeah. you know, I never mention them. I don't give them any no, clout because of exactly. that. Exactly. Also, it just mm-hmm. proves like if you've got a passion, you don't take no the first time. Just keep working at it. And yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Yep. That motivation. Yeah. Yep. Motivation. I always knew that, like you know, the Marine Corps having still a set of skills in me. You know, mm-hmm. growing up in New York City, I learned a lot of things, and I, like I always knew that it doesn't matter what other people say. Like as long as you grind and you work hard and you're a genuine person, you're authentic yeah. to who you are. You never forget where you came mm-hmm. from and and you really grind, like you're going to get to where you want to go. The cream yeah. does rise. And I learned that it may take longer for others, you know, yeah. um, it may go faster for some, but if you work hard at it and you put in the work and you're passionate, like you were saying, Sarah, you know, yeah. nothing can stop you. No, exactly. Yep. That's yep. really good. That. <laughs> I'm probably the worst person to ask this because I, I'm, I'm way behind on my Marvel movies. He disappoints me. That's it. I'm going to log off now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she gives me grief about it all the time because she's she knows everything about it. But okay, you're the radioactive poppy. You got you know spider on your chest. You got an I am Groot tattoo. So it's, I think it's safe to say you you, you gain inspiration from the MCU. Is that correct? Hundred percent. Okay. Um, you know, growing <laughs> <He's> up, <no> <laughs> idea. growing up, like my my uh, my dad would always bring home the Marvel comics. You know, I would wow. I would I would read them. I would you know. It was it was a big part of my childhood, you know, watching the cartoons yeah. on Saturday mornings and things like that. Yeah. You know, and tw- when I had came back to wrestling in 2018, I was trying to figure out how I can get over again. Like, if yeah. you want to say how I can, you know, mm-hmm. really stand out. So 2019, I did, you know, the year of the spider and all my yeah. gear, you know, I was wrestling in trunks and all my gear was essentially, you know, it was different suits from my favorite spider-man comic books so like uh, i had you know the red and blue i had the the, the symbiote where it was like the, like the black from the venom i had yes. the iron spiders from the comic and the iron spider from the mcu i had you know a, a hybrid from captain america mixed with spider-man where you know I, I, from when spider-man wore the captain america suit i had you know the, uh, the future foundation colors from when spider-man team with fantastic four i i just was really putting my passion for, for, for Spider-Man into, you know, to wrestling. And it was working because the kids were loving it. So now yeah. my T-shirts were, like, hinted at Spider-Man, you know? And, like, I would come in the ring and I'd do a backflip and mm-hmm. land on a superhero landing. And it was easy for me because I was already somebody who liked to fly and jump and springboard yeah. and, and move like a spider and had cool evasiveness and, good, and cool counters. So it kind of just worked. Um, I wasn't the radioactive poppy. I was just, you know, it was Geisha Cam was ready for Danny Limelight. <laughs> and the Geisha yeah. Cam was ready part came from, you know, Peter Parker taking pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah. I did I did that. And, and, you know, then I started making, you know, I started, you know, I, I did, I wrestled on Impact and I had like Spider-Man 2099 gear. Um, and, and I, w- watching my match with Impact, you know, it was my debut at the Unbreakable pay-per-view for the X Division Championship. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, man, like, if I'm going to start wrestling in companies like this, like, I can't be Spider-Man. You know, it got to the point where, fan- <laughs> it got to the point where like, fans were calling me Spidey Limelight instead of Danny Limelight. <laughs> and, like, it's not a bad thing. Like, it, it would be great for the indies. It but worked. Still, you know, I, yeah. sold, I sold a ton of merch. But I, I, I didn't want to be so on the nose with it, right? Yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to change my style. So then a lot of people don't know this. I only wrestled one match as this. So after the, the, the Spider-Man year of the spider stuff, I wanted to try something different. You know, I, 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 one of my favorite movies ever, ever was the matrix. And so I was like, you know, it was way ahead of its time, by the way. So ahead of its time. (laughs) 
Me, me and yeah. Keanu Reeves have the same birthday too, so it's kind of oh, cool. No. Oh, um, that's all right. So I thought <laughs> it would be a great idea to dress in all, uh, all black trunks, black kick pads, black wrist tapes. Come oh. out with a black, come out with a black trench coat and black shades. Stand on the apron, pull out a red pill, take the red pill <laughs> into into the matrix, and then wrestle. Right, and like I changed my style. Like my style went from flying. You know, I had worked on it with yeah. you know. With, some, with a friend of mine and I was like I just want to do strikes and yeah. submissions now you know <laughs> so I really went from just flying to learning how to strike how to do different kinds of strikes different kind of evades like if you know when Keanu Reeves did the matrix when he leaned back and dodged the bullets and stuff I was kind of trying to put in things like that to my arsenal but the fans didn't get it because yeah. you know, some people have, have never yeah. seen the Matrix. You know, some people, yeah. Like, what, yeah. what happened? They were excited. They wanted to see, like, you know, Spidey Limelight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and so I I wrestled it as it. I, I mean, the match was great. I wrestled Fidel Bravo. Um, had a fun match. It was great. Yeah. Beat his ass. You know, and then <laughs> the next show I had was the following weekend, and the promoter goes, "Can you send me a promo?" So I'm somebody that I'm very good at promos. That's something that I love to do is talk yeah. in front of the camera and, like, yeah, yeah. you know, sell, sell the match. Yeah. But I couldn't cut a promo as, you know, <laughs> Danny Matrix, you know, Danny Limelight from the Matrix. I couldn't do it. I was like, what do I say, you know? So I was like, this has to go. Like, I cannot do this. This is not going to work for me. So I was like, I'm going to go back to my, my roots from, you know, being from New York, being Puerto yeah. Rican, you know, championship wrestler from Hollywood had already let me do that years before. And I was like, I can just be the Puerto Rican, just, just be me, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, yeah. I changed my gear and I went, I went to the street style, put the bandana on my head and started, you know, doing a combination of the flying and the striking and yeah. grappling. And just kind of putting yeah. my, you know, the Lucha in there and really developing this really hybrid, innovative style yeah. that everybody sees now. And I think what helped me even more was after <clears throat> I came back, after, you know, the pandemic happened and then things started, you know, taping started happening. You know, I was working really close with Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow, you know, yeah. and he yeah. was like trying to help me develop this character, like, He's like, this is the character that's going to get you to the next level. Like, just be yourself. This Puerto Rican cocky mm -hmm. dude from New York City. Like, it works, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he wasn't wrong. You know, I, nope. New Japan. Yeah. I had already did my tryout with New Japan. And, you know, New Japan was like, hey, we're bringing you in. I had my debut with TJ Perkins. And I came out there and I did my thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is easy. I can do this. This is just, I can just yeah. be me, you know? And yeah. it worked yeah. really well. I, you know, I went to the finals of the Lions Break Crown Tournament. And then, you know, AEW contacted me and I went over to AEW and, you know, the rest is history, yeah. Yeah. you know, but at some yeah. point, you know, at some point I, I, I was looking too much like Ortiz and Santana, who are two of my, mm -hmm. my really good friends in the business. I love those dudes. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to oh, Santana yeah. and Ortiz. Yeah. We but yes. I wasn't part of Proud and Powerful. You know, we wasn't yeah. a trio, which would be amazing if we were, but we weren't. So I, I wanted to change my look a little bit, still be me, still represent my culture and Latinos everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to stand out. And I knew that I, I wanted to be the radioactive poppy. I was like, I want to go yeah. back to what was identifiable with the kids, yeah. comic fans, you know, nerds like myself. <laughs> because, because it works. Yeah. And I was like, but I yeah. still want to be the Puerto Rican guy. You know, I still yeah. want to represent that. And I was like, <clears throat> 
Yeah. I need a cool fucking nickname. Excuse yeah. my life, that's gonna that's work. Fine. And I was like, radioactive poppy. I want to be a yeah. poppy. Because because I was already <laughs> calling myself because I was part of Team Filthy, and I'm still part yeah. of Team Filthy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of calling myself Filthy the Filthy Poppy in promos, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but obviously, you know, Team Filthy's not an AEW, <clears throat> and I kind of wanted to you know be my own person yeah. there. What if I was just a radioactive poppy? And the radioactive obviously comes from the radioactive spider yeah. that bit me when I was yeah. a kid. You know what I'm <laughs> so I yeah. kind of put it together. I, I made my look similar. You know, I t- instead of putting a spider yeah. on my pants, though, like my old gear, I kind of came up with my own design, which is basically this tattoo I got, which is a lime and a light bulb for limelight. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it, the lime and the light bulb has eight legs growing out of it like a spider. So that wow. was my yeah. logo. And then, you know, I thought, what radiation when i think radiation i think you know green i think like you know like that fluorescent yeah. kind of color. yeah i don't know why that's what i thought but that's the color that came to my head and so my gear mm-hmm. which i changed black white and like that neon green yep and the radioactive poppy got over people started you know at first when justin roberts was announcing me fans were thinking he was calling me the radioactive puppy i was like why <laughs> the hell would i be a radioactive puppy <laughs> And my daughter, my daughter's here next that. to me, and she's laughing so hard right now. Because every time uh, she hears me tell the story about the radioactive puppy, she laughs. Uh, so the radioactive puppy got over, and now everybody calls me Poppy. You know, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, so who's your favorite Spider-Man from the movies then? Because oh, Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, Holland for sure. Yeah. yeah. Good shout. Good. I'm shout. excited uh, for the upcoming movie though. That's gonna have all yeah, of them. Same, Can't wait. Same. You know, my daughter, she clowns me all the time. She's like, Dad, you're not a boppy. She's like, you can't be a boppy if you have no girlfriends. <laughs> she, she sounds like she puts you in your place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She checks me. Oh, dear. That is. I want to say that I do want to, I want some uh, radioactive puppy merchandise now. Radioactive puppy. That's it. Somebody yeah. listening to this, create, create a logo of a, of a puppy Dude. swinging through the city. <laughs> I'm ready the for it now, going man. <laughs> that is great. I'm scrolling through my timeline the other day, and I see a poster for a movie called Joe Rib. Yes, I, I see Nyla Rose talking about that. Can Can you talk about that at all? Uh, yeah, shout out to Nyla Rose, man. She's awesome. Yeah. Um. Um. So Joe Rib. So aside from the wrestling, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people are starting to learn now that you know I also do acting and stunts. You know, my daughter, she's yep. also an actress. She's done commercials and films and stuff like that. Wow. Awesome. But I love to write. Like, I since I was a kid, I love to write. You know, my mom sat me in front of a word processor very early. You know, I'm showing my age now with the with the <laughs> word processor. But I would always write stories, and uh, so I knew that I had a, a, a thing for it, and I knew that I love to act and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I want to start writing my own projects. You know, and just shooting my own stuff for fun, kind of right? Because I didn't yeah. know what it would be like. And so I think 20, 2019, I shot my first short film that I wrote. It was called TNT. It was 15 mm-hmm. minutes long. It was about you know a female, an arrogant female boxer who was trained by her brother. Her father died in the ring. And you know she was just a great fighter, but a hothead. Mm-hmm. And so the story yeah. Yeah. You know, was, was just about family. You know, for the, it, it, the log line was for the family. So we were fighting for our family. Um, yeah. And so it came out all right. I had learned so much in that, that, that time, you know, it was directed by Jasmine Cooner. She was a a friend of mine that I had met and she had, you know, she shot it. She was still learning some things about film. Um, I had a lot of great people involved in it. Like Miko Sad, who's an Egyptian filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker, Mm -hmm. someone who's 
been directing my last few films now. We have a great partnership. He's a great friend of mine. Um, so that was yeah. 2019, you know. And then 2020, when the pandemic hit, I couldn't wrestle for a while. So I started really writing. So I think 2020, we shot five short films. Um, and the big one that we shot towards the end was Joe Riv. And like mm -hmm. we talked about earlier in this interview, Keanu Reeves is a huge inspiration of mine, yeah. one of my favorite actors. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. the idea, you know, came from John Wick. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, you think of, you know, mm -hmm. all the cool action stars, you know, Jason Bourne, John Wick, mm -hmm. Jason Statham. Like, it's always like Jay yeah. something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, like, I want I want to have a cool Jay something name, you know? And I was like, well, my last name is Rivera, but I don't want to say mm -hmm. Rivera. I felt like it's too many syllables, you know? I was like, why don't I just cut it short? Yeah. Riv, right? Yeah. And then like the J name, I didn't want to be, you know, Juan mm -hmm. or Jose. It just didn't sound, didn't flow good, but I was like, Joe. Joe's like Joe. an easy mm -hmm. name yeah. to say. And so yeah. the inspiration yeah. came from John Wick. You know, my, my buddy, Nico Sad, directed it. He also helped produce it, his production company, I4 Productions. Um, I had created Limelight Productions, my own production company, earlier in the pandemic time. So we both collaborated yeah. on it. Um, and so he was like, man, like, you're too talented. Because all the stories and films that I was shooting – we're focused around other people. I never made myself the star. I just yeah. love to write. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, we have he's like, we have to write something that showcases you. And yeah. I, I'm not selfish. So I, it took me a while to be like, okay, let's do it. You know, I had just finished writing another film called 207, which mm -hmm. is, you know, a film about human sex trafficking, about these teenage girls that were kidnapped after cutting school to be sex trafficked. So I was wow. so focused on that one, you know, and Miko was directing that one as it was already so we kind of had our hands full with that my daughter was starring in it with a few other girls and you know i worked with a great stunt team so we was busy um, yeah yeah sounds like you were busy <laughs> i had just made my new japan debut we had just did that so wrestling was starting to come back around and he was like we have to do something before you know it blows up for you wrestling yeah and of course at the time i didn't see wrestling blowing up for me because it, it was still pandemic like things hadn't really taken mm -hmm. off yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll write a quick script, you know, have an idea, yada, yada. So I wrote Joe Riv in two days. Wow. Um, and we <laughs> shot it in one day. And oh my goodness. It's, it's, wow. it's a 15 minute short film. You know, yeah. I, I came out of pocket, you know, executively produced it. I wrote it. I started in it. I did my own stunts. I choreographed and coordinated the stunts for the entire film. Uh, I was fortunate to have Nick Herms, who's a Hollywood stuntman that's done Transformers, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Three oh. Kings, tons and tons of films come out and help oversee the stunts as well. And, you know, second unit wow. AD, he, so he helped direct it as well. Um, and so I, I, I essentially, you know, the, the, wrote this in image of John Wick. And it's about, but mm -hmm. instead of, you know, revenge for a dog, I wanted to make it about family, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe Riv is a is a a special forces military um, guy, right? And so mm -hmm. he's considered KIA after a top secret mission. So everybody thinks he's been dead for three years, but he comes back home, you know, comes back from the dead, if you will, because his sister is killed in a nightclub. So he comes back to figure out who killed her and basically get revenge for his sister. Mm -hmm. And so the film's about family, and you know, at the same time, there's there's a love interest because, you know, when, when Joe Rib was killed, 
he wasn't really uh-huh. killed, but he had to say he was killed. You know, he was engaged. So he had a fiance that he left behind. So when yeah. Joe finally goes back to the club, you know, where his sister was killed at, it just so happens that that night his ex-fiance is going to the club to party. So uh-huh. he runs into his ex-fiance <clears throat> and there's tons and tons of action. It's an action film. Um, I, uh-huh. I had the, the, the same stunt team that I used for my other films and stuff like that. We're in this yeah. film, so I kind of keep the same people around, added some new guys, worked with some new people, some amazing actresses, like Lauren Mendez. She plays the she plays my fiance. Um, Daniel Masterson and Nathan Peoples, they play the the antagonists of the film. Again, Miko directed it. So it's just it's it's awesome, man. It's a really fun film. I'm excited for everybody to see it. We are almost done. Yeah. But first we're first we're going to the film festivals with it. So wow. I'm excited to see how we do with the film festivals. <laughs> And yeah, man, I'm excited. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I've got a question. Now, I've been trying to get people to answer this question, but no one's done it yet. So I'm wondering if you can. (laughs) So if you were to create your own faction from current wrestlers and you can be in it, but the only rules you've got is you need a big talker, a big guy, one woman, one tag team, and one living legend. Who are you picking? Ooh. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, so I I I have this dream faction in my mind yeah, where it's it. Eddie Kingston, Santana yes. Ortiz, yes. myself. Um let's throw Diamante for the female. Uh-huh. And wow. if we have to do living legend, might as well bring Conan back and make the new that LAS. That is wow. beautiful. <laughs> wow. That is a good answer. <laughs> I want Thank to see you. it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's You've phenomenal. got some of my favorite guys in that as well, so I'm not happy. <laughs> so uh, could you see yourself um, with Santana Ortiz going for some trio titles? Uh, man, I, I don't know. I would love to. You know, that's, yeah. not, that's, out, of, that's <clears throat> out of my hand. You know, we would see. We'll have to see. <laughs> that would be brilliant for me. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. So you, are you excited about the recently announced AEW going up to your neck of the woods up in New York for uh, Oh yeah, Arthur that's Ashe awesome. I'm, I'm excited for everybody for that. You know, it's gonna be yeah, great to be yeah. in New York City. I hope I hope I'm a part of it. You know, but we'll I see. Know. Well, I was say, what do we have to do to get you on that card? Oh man, everybody <laughs> needs to just let AEW know they want to see Danny Limelight. <laughs> everybody starts exactly. with AEW and Tony Khan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, Woody, Sarah, thank you so much for having no me on worries. the show. This was fun. Yeah, no um, problem. For everybody listening, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Limelight. I have some amazing cool shirts. So if you're interested in buying a Danny Limelight shirt, go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash Danny Limelight. Or if you just want a cameo message, I'm on cameo.com backslash Danny Limelight. Mi gente, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Let's do it again. Yes. No, All right. no thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. We appreciate have it. Have a great day. Well, Woody, that was our first interview done yes. from Danny Limelight. And Absolutely. I think that went rather well. So thank you very much, Danny, for being our very, yes. very first guest. So, yes, so yeah. that was the surprise for you all today. When everybody was tweeting yeah. in, into my little poll I did a few weeks ago, going, when are you going to get guests on? And I was like, oh. Oh. well, now you know this is in the pipeline. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never and know we, what we got we... going on behind the scenes, people. You never know. I'm glad this we were able to bring this. Yes. I'm glad he was able to join us. It was it was yes. fun. I pre- appreciate his time. Um, and go check out all his socials. Go check out 
all his merch and tweet AW and Tony Khan to get into New York. Yes, we got to get him on that card. Got to yes. get him on that card. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was great fun. I yeah. really enjoyed that. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. We hope you enjoyed this. We absolutely did. Uh, we hope we can bring you more of these in the future. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Uh,